listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Wednesday, the 27th of April, 2022. Today it is all about inflation, which rose 5.1% annually from the Australian Bureau of Statistics. That's the highest in 20 years. But it's the underlying rate which the Reserve Bank looks at because it strips out one-off variables to give it a more sustained or longer-term view of where the inflation trend is going and the underlying rate is at 3.7 percent that is way above the rba's target band of two to three percent so for more including does this mean we could see a pre-election interest rate hike i spoke earlier with david bessonese from beta shares yeah, look, it's actually probably, probably it's a, a, the, the better question these days is where aren't we seeing the price increases? Because it's quite widespread. You're seeing it in uh, petrol prices, obviously up. Housing construction costs are up. Uh, education costs are up. Food prices are up. Now, an element of this is an unwinding of some of the subsidies the government provided uh, in areas during COVID. So there is a, a bit of an upward bias in some areas. But other than that, I mean, it's global supply chain bottlenecks fe- feeding through in areas like um, uh, construction costs, uh, food prices, obviously petrol prices, and, you know, very strong underlying demand in the economy. Retail sales are growing quite strongly. So it's a combination of factors. But the, the bottom line is we are seeing broad-based uh, price increases uh, at a time when the economy is quite strong and unemployment, you know, quite low. So that underlying rate of inflation is now way above the RBA's target band of between 2 and 3%. So what yeah. does this mean for the timing of the first interest rate rise of this cycle? Why? And does the timing of the federal election complicate things? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the timing, I mean, the election always, always complicates matters for the Reserve Bank. Um, but... I had a view prior to today that the Reserve Bank may well raise rates next week, even if the inflation numbers came in in line with expectations. So the fact they came in a bit higher than expectations only confirms my view that they will and and they should and and likely will raise rates next week. I think from a presentational point of view, from a public point of view, uh, it makes sense to, to base your first rate rise uh, in the cycle on, on the high inflation outcome because others are arguing we should wait a month and see what wages numbers are going to do because um, uh, we, we do get an important wage number later as well. But, uh, you know, then you're basically raising rates because of wages going up uh, rather than, uh, than than showing uh, prices going up. So I, th- I think from a presentational point of view, it makes sense for the RBA to move uh, earlier uh, on the back of this higher than higher than uh, expected outcome. Now, in terms of politics, clearly it complicates matters, but we have had a precedent in the past where the bank did raise rates during an election campaign in 2007. Uh, and I think the case at the moment is so clear uh, that, you know, every economist in the country would conclude if they don't raise rates next week, it's really just because of the election campaign. So that's a hard position, uh, I think, you know, for the Reserve Bank to, um, um, you know, basically be seen to be uh, compromised by the election campaign. So I think it's a good opportunity for them to demonstrate their independence. So can you run through in a bit more detail what you think the immediacy is? Why not wait for confirmation that we are also seeing a lift in wages uh, accompanying a rise in inflation? 
Um, well, for, for starters, the wage numbers we get la- uh, next month aren't perfect. Um, they measure wages at an occupation level. And what we're seeing is that, you know, many businesses are rewarding workers through bonuses, rewarding them by upgrading their, their, um, their um, giving them promotions. And so these types of cost pressures aren't reflected in that, in that wage price index measure. So other measures of wages are already going up. Um, so there is a risk that the number actually surprises you know, on the downside or actually isn't that large. Uh, and then the RBAs, you know, maybe in a position where it's harder to justify a rate rise, you know, if, if wages don't uh, accelerate. Um, and I, I, I guess I go back to the first point that the RBA is an inflation targeting central bank. It do, I think moving next week after a high CPI really does cement uh, in the public's mind, uh, how important inflation is and why it's important to keep it contained. Um, so I think it makes better sense for the RBA to move uh, on, on the on the on the back of a, a high CPI rather than on the back of a high wages number if we were to get it. And a basic economics 101, why should we be worried about rising or surging inflation? Look, it, at the moment, the economy is quite strong. Unemployment is is very low. I mean, we're looking at the unemployment rate of four percent on the way uh, uh, to to sub four percent. So, at, and it is true that some of the price increases we're getting are. Uh, supply chain bottleneck pressures globally, the which may not last, but we don't know how long they're going to to stay um, uh, uh, fairly, you know, tight at the moment. And the longer we we basically ignore it, the greater the risk of a so-called wage price spiral developing, where workers with strong bargaining uh, positions demand higher wages due to the strength of the economy. Businesses can pass that on into prices, and you get sort of a wage price spiral developing, uh, as we saw globally through the 1970s. And I think central banks around the world are, are now conscious not to make the mistake of the 1970s uh, and look through the inflation uh, uh, pressures, particularly at a time when, when the, the unemployment is already very, very low. So if unemployment was higher um, and we had a lot of spare capacity in the economy, the case to raise rates would be less. But, but at the moment, it's, it's a very strong argument. Let's not forget the cash rate is 0.1%. Um, so we're actually at emergency levels of interest rates at a time where inflation is well above the band uh, and the economy is at full capacity. So the combat, those three things together make it a very strong case to raise interest rates. David Bassanese there from BetaShares saying that interest rates are likely to rise next week. That's in May by 0.15 percentage points. That would take the official cash rate to 0.25 percent just ahead of the federal election. So what does the share market think? The S&P ASX 200 down today by 0.8 percent, 7,261. For more, I spoke earlier with June Bay Lu. She is a analyst at Tribeca Investment Partners. Look, the share market is down today, um, but look at, you know, share market opened down significantly lower, now recovering. Um, look, the share market is not taking it w- very well because share market started to worry about um, the growth prospect, the growth outlook uh, for the global economy with the U.S. potentially hitting recession in the next couple of years, China slowing down. So the investors are really worried about the outlook for, for the share market, really. At the same time, U.S. shares also being battered, 
particularly tech stocks. And uh, it's the same thing. It's all about the interest rate story, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. So um, tech companies, um, they sometimes they call the long duration companies. So their earnings, because they're such high growth companies, their earnings are really discounted based, based on the interest rate expectations. With high interest rate expectations, that means the current value of their um, the, those shares are lower now. Um, so the share market at the tech companies has really been sold off in the last six months. And last couple of days has really been severely sold off. Um, you know, we saw the likes of Netflix has been sold off more than 70% of its, uh, the value from its highs and uh, so many um, other tech, high value tech companies. So um, in Australia, we should see very similar sort of reactions in the next coming time, coming while. So how do you invest, invest in this kind of a market where there's rising inflation, interest rates are lifting? Where are the opportunities? Look, the opportunity is all, always about not following the herd. Um, you know, when you start following every, what everyone else is doing, it's often dif- difficult to make returns. So it's about taking a longer-term view. Um, finding the companies that generate, have a proper business model, that generate good cash flow, and that will sustain and have this uh, inflationary hedge, have the ability to pr- pass the price increases through the market leaders, the healthcare companies, you know. So in this market, there's a lot of opportunities. It's about um, staying disciplines of what um you know what you what what these companies uh, what these companies do Junbei Lu there from Tribeca Investment Partners This SBS on the money podcast is provided for informational purposes only the content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation it is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.